it and you know what it does get better yeah it yeah. really does in the beginning you know it it doesn't seem but as the days go by the months and the years you'll see the progression in your child get much much better mm. so just having a lot of faith Jesus Christ he has it he definitely yeah. will make the way where it looks yeah. like there's no way he's a god of miracles so what? Welcome back to an all-new Whole Creations episode. I'm your host, Ryan Odman. Today, I'm going to be interviewing my friend, Monica, out here in Fontana, California. Please stay tuned. Enjoy the episode. All right. Hello, everybody. My name is Ryan Odman, and this is my friend, Monica. Hey, Monica. So, Monica, I met her son, Michael, at my current church a couple of years back, and um, I was able to just be a friend with Michael, her son. And Michael has been a big blessing to my life, and so has Monica. And um, learning discipleship is what I've learned from being with um, Michael. Um, today, um, Monica is going to be talking about her other son, Matthew, and just her journey of raising her son, Matthew. Matthew is what I like to call a whole creation. You, everyone out there, you guys know that I don't like saying autism or, or special needs. I like saying that they're whole creations because God created us from the very beginning before the fall to be whole creations, right. to be people who are whole. So we're not disabled, but we are able through Christ. So I want to just um, yeah. give a round of applause for all the parents out there um, that are putting their best work out there. Yeah. Whether you're believers or non-believers, we just want to encourage you that we're here for you and uh, we want the best for you and knowing that God's out there for you if you know him. So yeah. um, amen to that. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited right now. I'm really excited. Yeah. So yeah. So um, I created some questions for Monica, everybody, to um, to answer about raising her son Matthew, uh, Matthew, her her own her own whole creation. So, Monica, tell us a little bit about your son Matthew. Okay, well, Matthew is currently twenty two years old, and uh, he. I'll tell you some of the things that he likes to do. Matthew uh, loves dinosaurs. I mean, he can tell you every kind of dinosaur that ever existed and all the details. Um, he likes aviation. He likes airplanes. He can spot airplanes from a distance. You know, um, autistic children have that special uniqueness about them. When they take a liking to something, they become the experts, mm -hmm. the experts on whatever subject or occupation it is. So him, airplanes, dinosaurs, he likes to draw. He likes to draw mainly in pencil, not too much with color, things like that. He likes to uh, read stories mostly about monsters. He's really into that whole Godzilla mm. science fiction type of it. Um, he enjoys traveling. He enjoys swimming. He loves architecture and uh, music. He loves music and he loves going for drives. That's one of the things that we do quite a bit as mother and son. He says, mom, you know, it's been a while since we took the drive over to the Cajon Pass. It's, you know, and I've exposed him to a lot of music from all genres. He likes everything from 60s, 70s, Frank Sinatra. You've got classical music. You have um, 
country music. He likes worship music. I mean, you name mm. it, he likes it, mm. a little bit of everything. And, and, and it's a time for us to be able to share that. Mm. We both like doing that. So I try to find something with each son that we can just spare, that we can share just the two of us. So we mm. do that. Matthew, right now, he's currently not attending school. He graduated in 2000. I think it was 2018, and he is in a program, a vocational program, you know, that teaches um, adults with special needs, mm. and it's a program which is really good for him. He gets to be around other people, but because of the whole COVID thing, they had to completely cancel that, mm. but he's been able to do it online. Yeah. So every Tuesday, every Wednesday, he goes online. The one on Tuesday is with more students. And then the one on Wednesday, it's more one-on-one. -on -one. But it's fun to watch him. You know, he does it at home at the laptop. And I can see the interaction that he has with his teacher and the mm. other students. He very much likes to be a part of that. But I have to admit, he really does enjoy being home with me. <laughs> so, like, right now, it's like, well, eventually we'll have to get back. For him to start doing it in person mm -hmm. we're just waiting on the clearance for that when they drop some of the restrictions but for right now they're very limited at how many students they can have because to keep them six feet apart is a little bit challenging because it's not like a big huge school it's a smaller program but it's a good one it's cold cold vocational services in Ontario and that was available to him through the resources through regional inland center mm. which you know helps us quite a bit mm. so, so okay. those are some of the things about matthew's very witty he uh you know he does have a little dry sense of humor sometimes but it, it makes me laugh a lot so he's he's sweet he's very huggable you know that was probably one of the things about the COVID thing that was a little bit hard for him at the beginning because he's a hugger Oh, he's a hugger. He 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 is not shy. He will come up to you. Hi, my name is Matthew Sweet, you know, and shakes your hand and just a very loving person. Those are the things about Matthew. Now, as far as things that might be a little bit different with him is, you know, the challenges that he has. Sounds, those seem to be the bigger challenges that he has. You know, certain sounds, certain voices, things like that. Right. Um, you know, because as a on the autism spectrum, certain individuals, their their senses are amplified, like, you know, 10 times worse than the average person. So whatever it be visual, something they hear, something they see, every person is different. Yes. But, you know, Matthew being, I, like I said, I like to call him my special child because he has really brought a lot of joy in our family. Right. And, you know... So he's, it's, it's a pleasure, but it's challenging at the same time. Mm. No, I, yeah, I, I totally hear you. And, and um, I work with a student who also like, whenever like there's these loud noises or when a student's like making loud noises, um, he has to leave the classroom because it's way, it's just way too much for exactly. us. So like, like any neurotypical, they may be like, well, yeah, it's, it's just for a little bit, but like it, it's, it could be kind of, little right. hard right. For, difficult for these specific whole creations to be in a room where it's just like whoa and so right. like and I, and I remember when um you guys used to go to, to water of life the church that i go yeah. to 
And right. I remember Matthew having to wear these headphones. And so, yeah, no, I, I totally get you. It's, it's right. it can be difficult. But you know what? Interesting enough, it's not all loud noises. The only mm. reason that we, he, we have the headphones was in case a child started to get upset. But mm. he could handle the loud music. Really? In fact, when we go in the car and we ride, drive around and listen, we listen to loud music. We take him to shows. Uh, what is it that Circus Soleil shows? Those are pretty loud. We go to the movie theater. That's really loud. Yeah. That doesn't bother him. It's mainly for children. Like if they get upset or they start mm -hmm. to cry, that is a trigger. Mm -hmm. At least that's a trigger for Matthew. Mm -hmm. But um, and then certain tones. It's it's hard to say. You just never really know what it's going to be. But I'm always prepared, and so I always keep headphones in my car. One in my husband's truck. You know, when he was at school, they'd have one at school. So, you know, depending on what we do. So, gotcha. yeah, no, there's gotcha. some loud signs that don't bother him at all. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so that, that goes back to the point that it's, it is different for everybody. Everyone, it, exactly. it varies so vastly. Yeah. Yes. So. Yes. Yes. So you, you talked about like how you're always prepared. So it just, it just shows that you know your son. So the, my next question would be, how has raising Matthew um, affected you, developed your character as a mother? Because I've heard, a, I heard someone say it once and it stuck with me that being a parent is a daily development it's a practice and a daily learning experience it's not all at once you're just right it's it's a daily learning right. experience so so right. how how has raising matthew affected you as a mother right well i would say i this one the very first thing that always pops in my head is patience mm. i would say that that is the number one thing that i have been taught now i'm not saying i was a very super duper impatient person but i think most people probably lack in that area so that is one thing to be patient taking my time knowing that you know the situation whatever it may be i just need to i need to give it a little time like when he starts to get upset um if you jump in right away sometimes i just may escalate it more right so it's just a matter of waiting a little bit and especially with Matthew, because sometimes he's on a kind of like a 30 second delay. So then that way, if I just wait, sometimes he's just able to calm himself before I actually say something. And then maybe that might trigger something. Mm -hmm. So patience is huge. Mm -hmm. Patience is huge. And then, of course, um, uh, wow, you know what? Um, I think also what made it very easy for me is that I had a very loving mother mm -hmm. and my mom was a stay-at-home mom. So having that as an example, it just, it just followed right through to me. So before I decided to have children, my husband and I had a discussion that, you know, whether when we were going to have children, I was going to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm -hmm. I It makes a huge difference. And I feel... So much for mothers that have to do this on my own, because unfortunately, the divorce rate in households raising, you know, uh, parents with autistic children, it is very high. I mean, at some point, I think it was 80 percent. I don't even know what it is now. So that is very, very high. So I always said to my husband, OK, and look, you know, uh, God was already preparing me for this. Right. Mm -hmm. 
for when Matthew came along, because if I wasn't a stay-at-home mom, I don't know how difficult that would have been. You know, it, must, it would have been harder. Um, who knows? I probably would have had to quit my job, right? But I had always known that I wanted to stay at home. So um, being there for him. So as a mother, he's taught me how important it is to be a mother. Just like now I know what my mom went through just with us girls and my brother because she raised four kids. So, but the patience thing is probably more than anything. And then how love is so unconditional with my son. Yes, he has big challenges, but you know what? And really in life, when you think about it, every family has a challenge. Yeah. It doesn't even have, you don't even have to have a child with special needs, although that makes it a little bit more unique and a little bit more challenging, but we all have challenges in our family. So that in itself has helped me be a better person, right. you know, trying to, to, to be able to, to live through that situation on a day-to-day basis. And of course, there's no way that I could do it without the support of my husband, yeah. my mother who lives with me, my sisters, my brother. So, and I don't have a large family. So just, it's not like you have to have a lot, but again, everybody's different. I've always been one of these people. I don't need to have a huge support system. I have a, a little one, but that little one is really strong. Mm. And then of course I couldn't do it without having God in my life because yeah. there are moments that you may not have that support system. Yeah. There are many days, there was a time when my husband traveled quite a bit. My mm. mom hadn't come in and lived with me yet. And then my sisters lived kind of far away. So I was sometimes in situations that were very challenging to me when Matthew right. was younger. And I just pray. I pray. And he always answered my prayers. Always. That was the, the greatest blessing. He would never leave me. He was always right there. And back then, I was not a Christian yet. Yeah. I believed in God, and I knew of God and Jesus, and you know, that he died for our sins and all that. But I wasn't a practicing Christian. Right. And right. so when I think back now, I'm like, oh, my goodness, that whole time, um, he was always there for me. Yeah. He was always helping me. He was helping me get through all those difficult times yeah. when I'm thinking back. And luckily, I've always believed in God. So yeah. I just didn't know the story. And I didn't know the rest of the story. I didn't read the Bible. Now, mm. having that exposure, it all comes together. And it's like, wow, you know? It's so amazing. There. It's amazing. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. And we're teaching Matthew. Matthew has a children's version of the Bible. And I, it doesn't matter what age they may be. If you start them out with something that's easy for them to comprehend, Matthew understands the basic. There's no way I know that Michael, Matthew will not sit through and look at the Bible and see how thick it is and the writing is so tiny. And he's like, I just know his tolerance for that would not be very well. Yeah. And, um, you know, he probably would get distracted. So we got him a children's Bible and he reads it with me and mm. he's believing in God and putting his trust. He prays every night. It's beautiful. That's amazing. Beautiful. And he himself asks for help, which is the sweetest thing when I hear him pray at night because he prays out loud, never misses a night of prayer. That's yeah. beautiful. I love that. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. That you see that yeah. that's the thing. You're you're sowing seeds of um just your relationship with God into Matthew's life. And sure enough, it it's making a difference and you're meeting him where he's at. You're not like trying to like 
force him to read the big Bible. You're, you're helping right. him just with where he's at with the capability right. and you're, you're building on it. And that's a beautiful thing. Right. So, right. Right. And you know what, it, when Michael and I are listening to sermons, like out on the kitchen table, cause mm-hmm. we're mostly downstairs. You wouldn't th- you don't think that Michael Matthew's paying attention, but he's actually listening. Mm. Ooh, he's listening. So a lot of times when we're around there and we are having a discussion, he's like, oh, mom. And so we know he's paying attention. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you can't let them fool you. They they know more, you know, than, yeah. than what they're leading to, right? <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I, I definitely yeah. uh, definitely agree with that. They're, a lot of these whole creations are a lot smarter than neurotypicals, I, I feel. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, last question. What words of encouragement would you like to give to other mothers out there that may go through the same struggles that you've gone through? And you've, you've touched on it already with like how, when your husband traveled and you were alone for a certain time, you've prayed and you just sought out God, but is there anything more that you want to say? Well, um, you know, when we first found out that Matthew was diagnosed, he was two and a half years old. So yes, it was a shock. First of all, I didn't even really know what it was. So you're trying to take all that information and it's just like, wow, I don't, I don't know. I don't know anything about this, but I think when you follow through like with the regional centers that are available through most major cities, they are a big resource. So you have to find out what all your resources are available, available to you. So I would encourage mothers, first of all, when they go into their regular checkups, when they go for their, when they take their kids for their physical, make sure that they're reaching what they're supposed to be doing at what age. Because if you get that diagnosis at a very early age, that plays a huge part. Huge, huge part. Don't be in denial. You need to learn to accept that there is a possibility that something of a diagnosis is happening there. Because if you let it go, you've let so many years of waste go by because the services are available. At least I know back then when Matthew and there's more services now because there was less. There was especially when I first moved out here in the Inland Empire, not as much. When Matthew was diagnosed, we lived in Torrance. So we were right in the LA County. So more services. There was less. Now that the population is growing in the Inland Empire, there's definitely more services available. So early intervention plays a huge part. You can get um, respite, like somebody to come in to help you in your home if you don't have, if you just want to take a two hours of your day so you can do something on your own because you will go a little crazy if you're putting all the burden on yourself. If you don't have a family member, you can get respite through regional services. Um, you can get um, different type of services that will help the child. They'll come to your home. There's all different services now. Well, they'll just come to your home. And there's places that you can take them as well. Then you have support services for parents who support other parents. So you've got that. Then you have, once they're in school, a lot of services available through schools and that you build a good relationship with their teachers. You make sure that you attend all the IEPs. IEPs are so vital very important that you sit there, you know, hopefully with your husband, so that way you can do it as a team. Because the IEP, that's where you get to put your input. They will say, well, we want, 
we want to do this when your child, but like, say, you know, your child better than your teacher. So, well, we know so-and-so can do this. We would like you to challenge them and teach them this. Mm -hmm. So you can implement everything in their IEPs. So it's very important. You're your child's advocate. So you got to do what you got to do to be there to support them. Uh, build relationships with some of the aides. So then that way, because the aides work a lot with your kids. So I would say that, um, you know, and of course, the, the main support would be at home, you know, a brother, a sister, an uncle, and that, obviously mom and dad, whoever can be there as a support system, not just for the child, but, you know, for, for like for me, like I said, I had that. It, it was always available to me. And of course, I think the strongest thing to me, for me now as a Christian would be just praying and asking God. It, and you know what? It does get better. Yeah. It yeah. really does. In the beginning, you know, it, it doesn't seem, but as the days go by, the months and the years, and you'll see the progression in your child get much, much better. Mm. So just having a lot of faith, being there for them, that's, that's the number. And being their cheerleader. you got to be their cheerleader. Mm. Yeah, no, I, the reason why I'm, sometimes I like, I tense up my eyes when I'm like, mm. like it's, it speaks to my soul, what, everything you're saying, because yeah. yes, advocacy is where it's at, Miss Monica, you're right. So yeah. when you meet a family that has not advocated, advocated for their child at a young age, you do see the effects of it in that, that right. o- older adult. It, it's sad to say, and I've, I've met a couple families that are in that spot and yeah. it's sad. Um, but the families that do take the time at a very young age and the consistency that they put in day in and day out and the times where they've doubted themselves and they've wondered and, but you see them continue to persist. You do see right. the, the payback, not, not the payback, the reward, the reward right. from it. So you're right. right. It, it is worth it. So to all you parents out yeah. there, advocate consistency, yeah. do your research. Yeah. It, it may feel like it, it's not worth it, but I'm telling you anything yeah. you put your, your, effort into it will go better right. and you know what i'm going to say this for all people whether you're a jesus christ believer or not jesus christ he has it he definitely yeah. will make the way where it looks yeah. like there's no way he's a god of miracles so right so um, and you know what there's an there's an event that i would recommend for all parents to go to with their kids Right. It's the Autism Speaks Walkathon. It's held every year. Now, I don't know with the autism thing, you know, right now with the COVID. I think they had the event last year. I think they did. Mm. And it's just coming up. So if your families out there that want to know, it's usually in either March or April. And it's at the Rose Bowl. And mm. when you go there, that is such a funny event. They have bouncers. They have all these different little booths set up with all these different uh, vendors, right? Mm. But you can ask questions. There's all these people there that can help you. And you know what? You feel so at home because you're not worrying if your kid's crying or screaming because all the other kids are crying and screaming. It's like Mm. you're amongst family and everybody understands that situation. So you feel home. You don't feel like, Oh my goodness, you know, I have to call. No, it's a place where you feel loved, you feel welcome. There's speakers there, there's games, music. It's so much fun. And mm. if you do it as a group, that's even more fun because you're supporting your child, your families, your brothers, sisters. You can get t shirts made and, and just do it as a group activity. It's mm. so much fun. We, now we haven't been in a, the last three or four years, but we went to 11 of them. 
So we will, we always look forward to, always look forward to that. And it's in Pasadena at the Rose Bowl. Okay. Okay. So yeah. for all you guys out there, be on the lookout. Yeah. Um, yes. The, what yeah. is it called again? The Autism Walkathon? Autism Speaks Walkathon. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so make sure you guys uh, look that up yeah. and, and let's get this going. Let's keep relationships, networking and love going. So let's, let's do this. So, yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Well, well, everybody, that's all the questions I have. Um, Miss Monica, is there anything you want to say or, or anything? Well, I just want to say that, you know, Matthew has added so much joy in our life. <sighs> struggles, yes. But you know what? I think every child brings struggles, right? Yeah. Pain and heartache, worry. I, I, you know, I get that with Matt, with Michael, my other son, you know, it's just different. That's mm. all it is. It's just different, right? Yeah. Everybody's unique. So there's always hope. It's, it's, it's a blessing. It makes them, it makes them just extra special. I think mm. God just made them extra special. Mm. Yeah. Very right. Very true. Yeah. So all you parents out there, especially mothers out there, I, I know there's a lot of single mothers out there. I just want to encourage you. Don't, don't give up. Yeah. Don't give up. Yeah. Trust and yeah. believe God has a plan for your whole creation child right out there. And so, um, yeah. and he's a God of miracles. So just be on the lookout. So yeah, yeah. Monica, would you like to pray for mothers out there, parents out there? If you feel, if you don't want to, it is totally okay. I, I just don't want to put you on blast. But. <laughs> well, okay. I'll say, I'll say a little prayer. Okay. Okay. Our heavenly father, I thank you so much for the, for this opportunity that Ryan has given me. I bless all the mothers out there who are going through a very difficult time. But at the same time, their child brings them a love and a joy that nobody else can do that for you in a special way, in a unique way. Take your child's uh, uniqueness and just absorb how much he, he or she loves you in their special way. I thank God for mothers who are out there and who are just struggling, but they never lose sight of their son or daughter who are going through moments that could be difficult, but yet they get through the day with pure love, patience, understanding. And I just pray, I pray for these mothers that they will always seek the Lord if they need to for help because um, he will always be there for you. So I pray for the moms out there who are also special because it does take a special mom to be a special mom to a special child. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 All right. Well, wow. Thank you for that beautiful prayer. So everyone out there, um, have a great day. And uh, we care for you. And if you have any questions, um, yeah, just make sure you do your research or reach out to me. I'd love to talk with you, pray with you or whatever. Um, my mom and I have an interesting story as well. So if you want to hear it, uh, definitely email me um, at rhostory94 um, at gmail.com. So have a great day. You have just completed an all new Whole Creations episode with Monica and I. 
I hope you guys had a great time listening or watching and stay tuned for an all new episode next week. Thank you so much. God bless.